Welcome back to the James Vogue Podcast. I am Father Stephen Felicia. I am Father Dan Kale. Coming to you live from the Panama Inn, Pokagon. Angola, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> Way up in the tri-state area. P-O-W. Da, da, da. What? Was, P-O-W? Well, I don't know. The uh, Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't even... I picked those initials at random. What are the odds? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Freud was right! I was going to say... <laughs> Call sign would come. Gang, hit me yell. You know, radio. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Good morning, Vietnam. So, it's 0600. What does the O stand for? Oh my gosh, is it early? Yeah, I didn't say gosh, though. I no, heard, he didn't. Yeah. I heard a terrible thing. Like, poor guy. He couldn't He couldn't actually do stand up comedy unless he, he was high. And uh, Robin Williams. Really? Yeah, that's what some of his friends say. Now, again, like, it's, it doesn't behoove anyone to speak ill of the dead, but it was just something that recently I heard. I didn't know that. So, anyways, what do you think? You want to help uh, me with these? Sure, maybe. Father, so, Father Stephen has me uh, possibly helping him to paint some miniatures for Warhammer 40,000. Yeah, so I'd like to, when they give us the time off, my brothers and sisters, are you in? Okay. Yeah, sure. sure. Tell me what to do. Go, go to that Avengers bag over there that I was carrying everything in. Okay. And and grab both that little uh, paint cloth and some of that paper because I don't want to get any paint on this desk. There you go. And so you're gonna base paint black for me these uh, heavy intercessors. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the basic trooper of Space Marines, my brothers and sisters, is called an, an intercessor, and which is wonderful uh, from a religious standpoint, by the way. And and th- this was, uh, uh, gosh, when did they make these? These came out in 2020, I think, or maybe a little bit later. No, nice. 2020. I was going to say, you're no, not no, it's on, it's on the sprue. And so, like, it's a really very beautiful, intricate miniature of, a, like, a soldier wearing a lot of <laughs> space armor. And I need to get these done at some point, and my boy needs to learn how to paint miniatures with me. <laughs> so I guess now this is happening. I'm so, just going to start at introductory level. What you're going to do is you're going to take that big brush, and, yeah, and all you're going to do, don't slob it on or smear it. Yeah. But, but like, an even just, coat. just an even coat. And don't put it on these guys, these shoulder pads, because those are going to be painted white later on. So it just saves okay. us time because you're going to get a base coat of So, like, gray. basically anything. Anything that. else okay. there is painted just straight black. Real easy, right? That's how I we start. I see a gray sprue and I want to paint it black. Oh, my gosh. How you been? Good. Yeah? Yeah. This is a very informal Deus Fault podcast. Why is that, Dan? <laughs> no reason, Father. Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're in sort of break mode a little bit here. Oh, yeah. From the um, from the recent uh, educative activities. That's right. Which was nice. Educative. Educative. Very good. Yes. But again, from like... Shul. Shul. What is that? What movie is that? Megamind. Oh, that's right. Oh, dude. So I was I was complaining to Father Tom Zare that I that I really don't care much for Will Ferrell's comedy. Really? And he's like, "Well, that was his response." Is really? Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, he's just very he's very crass in a lot of his well, stuff." And he's yeah. like, "Well, you need to watch Megamind." And I'm oh, like, yeah. "Okay, I watched Megamind. It was pretty stinking. Did you change pretty your stinking Megamind? Funny. Well, <laughs> I changed my Megamind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 No, I, I, I. Well, see, when he started. 
And really, this is part of the problem with, say, things like Saturday Night Live. Back in the day, they used to actually be legitimately funny. And then they stopped being legitimately funny because it became very ideological, you know, and so... Oh, yeah, politically the, driven and that kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, again, like, people had realized that... And I think I've said something like this before on the show. But people had realized that, that if you can get a person to laugh, you can sort of get your point subconsciously into their mind. Oh, sure. And... <laughs> and likewise, if you actually point out, say, the absurdity of the candidate you like, you you undercut their their authority and the likelihood of their election to some sure. degree. So again, like that, and and they would that qualify for the statement like the medium is the message. Ooh, now that's a good question. The medium is the message. Maybe, yeah, because so like from the I, standpoint I may be of totally misusing. That well, I think you are, but but you can play with that. What what philosopher said that? He's a recent one. I don't, yeah, I don't he, know. he was commenting in the eighties. Uh, or maybe it was earlier, might have been in the 40s. Someone will correct us. Anyways, <laughs> the, um, but, but the idea of that was more along the lines of because you designed a TV, now that you're communicating in the visual medium, that's going to have certain connotations which you didn't even realize. Yeah, but the um, kind of the meta understanding of the problem. Right, maybe. but I sort of like what you were just saying there. Like, like it's on a comedy show, so therefore it's not serious. Right. And even though and, it is totally serious, even if it's even if that's actually what they're aiming at, which is, again, sort of a terrifying thing to have a, a comedian who isn't about the craft. He's about bringing about some sort of political end state. Yeah. Um, there's there's shades of Ukraine in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the uh, but setting that down. I mean, you've been following the Israel thing. Well, that was actually my next thought was, yeah. uh, you know, I wanted to get your get, – since, since since you have a, a bit of a background with Levantine things. I um, do. What's your, what's your thought on the current situation over there in Israel? Well, see, it's funny because, like, we're recording this of, like, day five of the conflict and we're going to drop this, what, next – Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So things are – my brothers and sisters, when you're listening to this, things are going to be radically, radically different than yeah. – than when we were talking about it. So this will be sort of a blast from the past. Um, it's bad, man. Like, like it's bad on so many levels. It, I was thinking about that. Like, what were we going to talk about today? And obviously you can talk about just about anything. But, the, um, but this is important. It's one of those important things. Um, how much are you tracking before I go in? I really, I, I am not good at this sort of... Uh tracking of, of political things and wartime things okay. in the dare, Middle East. That's dare I ask what you've heard? Just that there was a missile strike. I just heard the news. I just heard that okay. there was a missile so, strike in Israel somewhere. Okay, it's way worse Hamas. than that, man. Let me, yeah. let me... So what happened was about five days ago, Hamas launched a massive, for lack of a better term, invasion, but it was really a terror strike into into. Israel and they they bulldozed the border fence in, in several areas and sent in a bunch of people. They also had a bunch of guys in hang gliders. Whoa! Yeah, hang gliders with uh, motorized, um, uh, you know, fans on their back. Uh, go into a into a um, music festival and just start shooting and killing people. Oh my gosh! So you're talking about 800 casualties, and it gets worse. Like. Again, I'm not going to go into all the horrible details, but they were burning families alive. They beheaded 40 babies. Um, oh, my gosh. Just shooting kids in their carriages. Parents were hiding their kids in bomb shelters, and then the parents were executed. 
Like, then they kidnapped a bunch of grandmothers, women, right. children, about 150 of them, and took them back in, you know, and all the other terrible things that go along with that, such as, like, sexual abuse, rape, um, all that's going on. And so... Uh, so that's bad. That's, yeah, that's really bad. So what you're looking at is about, uh, if, along with along with about 5,000 rocket strikes, which overwhelmed the Iron Dome anti-missile defense system. Um, they sorted out a lot of it, but, but a lot of it got through when you're firing off that many missiles. Right. And... And so you're looking at a thousand dead inside of Israel, you know, plus easily two thousand wounded. So from like a, uh, uh, a gosh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, a, like in comparison to the United States, it would be roughly the equivalent of a nine eleven scale event ten times worse. Ooh. So yeah. So oh like imagine imagine losing a city of thirty thousand people in a day in some of the most horrible ways you can imagine. Yikes. Okay. So no wonder there's a declaration of war. So, so like, that's bad. Um, and the response, and again, by now we've already seen it, but, like, let me tell you what Father Stephen is thinking right now and where his worry is. Like, like do you understand the concept, brother, of, like, cold fury? Like, um, like you've probably been angry before in your life. The, actually, I have, I have experienced something like what you might say okay. is cold fury. Okay, cold yeah. fury in my book is sort of like the emotional state of like you are perfectly calm as you execute, you know, the the most horrific violence it, you you can you can come up with because you are so mad at the person and now like the full human faculty of your mind. Yeah, it's been over. It's been overrun, right? And but but it, it but it's it's also being utilized completely towards the end of of the destruction of whatever it is you dislike, hmm. the cold fury. Like I'm going to use every ounce of what I am to figure out the way to, to absolutely dismantle you. Because what? So what do you know about like Netanyahu? I really don't know. Just assume that I don't know anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Netanyahu's brother he himself was in the military and i want to say he was in in the idf in israeli defense forces and i want to say he himself was a special forces officer but his brother certainly was and his brother there was an israeli hostage event back in the 70s or 80s and his brother was killed in that event but his brother was a hero he was the only guy killed oh, wow. in that event saving a bunch of israeli hostages huh. okay and so netanyahu is is very much Again, like proud of his country, proud of Israel, um, very much dedicated to its safety and well-being and has has kind of a personal grudge. Now, you can argue about like his levels of corruption and stuff like that. And there might be things to say about that. And all politics is local. Uh, like like Israel has been in recent months and in, in perhaps even years now in a state of of like one party, left parties and right parties accusing each each other of stealing money and trying to pack courts and stuff, you know, American style stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and things like that. Well, all of that sort of put the Palestinian problem on the back burner because Israeli security had become up until this point so good mm. that that nobody was really concerned about the Palestinians. And and there's a lot that can be said about that, both both negative and and positive from like a security standpoint. Well, 
Isn't that to some degree what you wanted? And yet, on the other hand, there are when comparisons you stop paying to be made. Attention to it, well, you can... well, there's also comparisons to be made to what did you create but a giant prison camp? Yeah, yeah. And mind you, like Israel was also supplying them with water, power, stuff like that. And Gaza, so like, like, I'm about to go into, so Davis Vault's about to go full blown into like, into, <laughs> into recent military and political geo, geo history. Well, because um, because one of the things about Gaza is that like it's one of the most highly populated places on the earth, right? Den- highly densely populated, highly densely pa- populated places on the earth. It's got about three million people in it. It's got about seventeen hundred Christians in it, uh, as I understand it. Most of them are Catholic, um, but only seventeen hundred out of a population of three million. And and in two thousand and six or two thousand seven, I want to say. They held elections, which threw out Fatwa Party, which was a Palestinian party uh, that had been basically established by Yasser Arafat. It had started out as a terrorist organization, then it gained something like legitimacy, and then had become notoriously corrupt. Hmm. And they voted in these people called Hamas. And Hamas has has a one-party platform. It's kill all the Jews. And the... um, And... And Israel must be, you know, wiped off the earth. Oh, a, one, a one policy plan. One, yeah, call yeah. it what you will. Also, I mean, they, they they aren't as corrupt, you can say, in a certain degree. They have, yeah, um, if that's what they're... That's their thing. If that's their so, thing and they're holding to it, then they're, yeah, I guess. So anyways, so Israel immediately sort of sealed off that area. Like, the restrictions got even higher. Now... Places like Iran uh, would send in missiles, and Iran started to use them as proxies to put the stick in the eye of of Israel. Uh, but but Israel developed Iron Dome uh, anti missile tech, and and that kept the, kept the rockets off the back. Likewise, the main threat right around two thousand was coming from suicide bombers. Was you would send these suicide bombers through the sneak them through the checkpoints. Because there were a lot of Palestinians working in Israel at the time. Sure. And and go to a nightclub and kill like 30 people. Yeah. And and so Israel just cut them off and, and created the wall and the fence system. Right. Basically controlled the port more or less, more or less. And then watched sort of the border with, uh, with Egypt. I'm just an Indiana priest, my brothers and sisters, but, right. but I'm fascinated by this stuff and have been since. I remember watching the, uh, whatever it was called, the second or third, in, uh, Infatata, I think is what it was called, uh, on, on television, on network television. I would come home every day after school and I would turn on the nightly news and I would learn more about like the, um, the nightclub bombings and things like that. Mm. And, and so like, so I was, I was actually quite worried in 06 and 07, I guess I was a cadet then, when Hamas took over um, Gaza. And I said, that's not going to be good for the people of Gaza. Like, like there's no way to negotiate with the government now. And Israel is going to resort to like a prison camp mentality and try and keep them in. Well, sure okay. enough, that's what happened. And that is what <coughs> happened. And so what happens when you're doing that is, is you ignore and you dehumanize your neighbors, because call them whatever you will, the Palestinians live literally next door to you. In fact, the peace festival, I think, was within eyeshot of the border fence. Oh wow! Like that's how 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 safe the Israelis felt, and and how how much they had forgotten about the the Palestinians. And in fact, like like that's a lot of re- why the the 
the left and right parties have been been at each other's throats as of late because they're done talking about the quote unquote Palestinian question because they've been feeling rather secure. And mind you, there's a easily a billion dollars, easily a billion dollar investment in all this. Okay, fine. Like I said, all this is coming to you a week later. Maybe you already all know all this, but you, Israel has been very effective at at communicating at this point, like just how horrific this attack has been. Like sure. social media is flooded with images of, of, of sadism and butchery. And, and like, it's, it's very hard to, to be like, well, how do you keep people calm in a situation like this? Is his holiness has obviously called for the hostages to be released and said that, that war is never an answer. And I happen to agree with him. Um, but at the same time, um, I also kind of subscribe to better a good war than a bad peace. But here's, here's, I can return to it is the problem. Like cold fury, like, like Netanyahu is not yeah. happy. Right. Like and that's pretty, he's, he's ready. To His people rock. are yeah. dead. And right. in the worst way, and it's, and it's, it's quote unquote proved his point. This is my words, nobody else's. Right. It's, it's quote unquote sort of proved his point to the world that these people can't be trusted, that they're human animals, that you give them anything and look at what happens kind of thing. It's going to be hard to convince him otherwise. Well, uh, you're not going to convince him otherwise. Right, that's and, what I mean. And right now, at the stage where the world is right now, like everybody is, is quote unquote on Israel's side. It's like, it's, it's really a, a tribute to like human emotion. And, and more than that, like, like when you see something absolutely evil, how do you, how do you rein things in? Or is there a way to rein things in? I was talking to a guy the other night. Go ahead. I just have a question about that then though. Yeah. Like on the Palestinian side of this whole thing, you know, they're probably doing some of this from desperation, some of this from, from pride. Um, I don't really understand all of the ins and outs of, you know, the Palestinian politics. Well, yeah. But then, but then like. Looking at this situation, just simply strategically, wouldn't they? Wouldn't it seem to them perhaps that it might be a bad idea? Or why? Like, why would they want to do this now? Well, there's a couple of things with that. One is maybe because they saw an opportunity. For instance, the fact that they were able to pull this off is a massive failure of a billion-dollar intelligence oh. organization. Okay. Now, so like they were testing something. How again? They're maybe the maybe waters. somebody re- no. Maybe somebody realized that Israel wasn't watching uh. and and made a move. Um, maybe again and, and so again. But it can, just seems like you'd have to have a bigger game plan if you were going to take on such a force. And and in the course of a terrorist act, like you would get like a lot of people on Israel's side who maybe weren't before. Or you so know, there's a couple things with that. So one is imagine that you're being used. Imagine you're not very smart and you just hate Jews. And you're just looking for an excuse to kill Jews, and you think that Allah will will save you and will support you because you've killed Jews. And now is that literally the mindset of them? Um, Some. So, so hang on, I'll get there. Okay. So definitely some. Okay. Um, The again, like they they moved easily, easily in my opinion, two thousand Palestinian militias across the border fence once it was down. Wow. Fifteen hundred bodies of Hamas agents were found dead because they they didn't. Obviously, the Israeli defense forces responded, as did the police. A lot of police were killed. Mm. Um, but they killed 
1,500 of these Hamas militias. Like, they didn't go quietly, and they were fighting like mad. So yeah. you're talking about plenty of people who are just in it to kill, to, to, to inflict misery and pain on as other people. As much as they could. As much as they could before they died. So, like, so like imagine the Columbine killers. Multiply that by 1,500. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so there's that. And... And then you've, you've got Iran, who sees that, again, sees that the United States is starting to negotiate a peace deal between Saudi Arabia and, and Israel. And so what would disrupt that? Well, let's say maybe a hyper explosion in, uh, in, in recent, you know, cause a terrorist attack, which causes Israel to react, which would cause the Saudis to cancel the, um, the talks. Right. And so there's that. And so right now the talks are kind of frozen. Um, so there's that. Iran trying to prevent Israel from getting any more normalized relations in the Middle East. Okay. Mm. Um, and then add in, there's two other factors here. One is, is Europe normally calls for restraint. In fact, the U.S. State Department, before it realized the scale of what had happened, sent out a, a, a tweet saying everyone should be restrained and Israel should be very careful about how they respond. And then it got out that 700 people are dead and they were just shooting children um, and cutting their heads off. Yeah. And then that tweet was taken down. Yep. Um, and so and so all of Israel is kind of, or excuse me, all of Europe is basically right now, again, right now, as of 11 October, no one is telling Israel to not do nothing. Right. Um, and okay. And then the final part of kind that of the, is... Kind of the mentality that Israel would probably respond, you know, if you're not with me, you're against me. Well, but it's yeah. not like Israel's going to attack you. It's a no, question but they're of, just, yeah. It's a question of, like, like... We would understand a response. Well, everybody's concerned about their, their re-election to some extent. Like, yeah. like how do you... You mean American the, politicians? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, that's why... You mean across the political spectrum. But I mean across the political spectrum. Like, somebody's going to jump down your throat... And and rightly so, if if you say a, a country doesn't have a right to defend itself from right, this, right, 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 and yeah. okay, um, but then the the other part of that is is and again, like this isn't Father Stephen Felicia telling us all to to turn off immigration. Although again, we should we probably talk about the ethics of that. The um, yeah, a serious but, conversation. But, but there has been a significant increase in in Muslim populations worldwide and what was once considered Western civilization yeah. in, in Christendom. And, and so like the, the idea is I've got a lot of supporters already all throughout Europe and America. So what are the odds that, that they'll respond and be supportive of Israel? Because, because there are people there who actually like what I did. And that's also a scary thing. There are thousands of people chanting in Australia, in London, in New York city you know, death to the Jews. Thousands. Really? Yeah. Now, again, like, is that the main populace? Thank God, no. Mm. But it's thousands of people. Like, imagine 9-11, and then imagine people coming out into the streets and chanting death to America. Like, that didn't happen. Right. But, but these days, again, like, the population is changing because of immigration. And... What do you do? Are these people citizens? Do they have standing in your... Again, like these things that we've been happy to ignore right. are now having having massive international and strategic implications and, and occurrences. All of that is to say, 
None of that today, <laughs> 11, 11 October, matters to Netanyahu. Um, 300,000, at least 300,000 uh, Israeli Defense Force uh, personnel have been mobilized. The reserves have been called up and they are at the border. There has been easily over like 400 airstrikes. Uh, what was it? Hamas threatened to kill a a hostage and televise it for every airstrike that occurred. And Israel just increased, just oh, increased wow. the tempo. They, they said, go ahead, kind of thing. Like, oh, oh really? Yeah. Now again, and Hamas hasn't acted on that yet. Hmm. Um, but again, like, it's like, no, we're not talking. You don't understand. Like, again, like that might be the final fifth part of it. They thought that if they took hostages, they would be safe from major retaliation. And that's and not happened. That is not at all what's going on. It's called, I return to the concept of cold fury. Right. Like, like Netanyahu is done. Like, in my opinion, he has dealt with this problem his whole life, his whole adult life. It cost him his brother. It's cost him the lives of his countrymen. And he is done. And yeah. when you run into a guy like that, you know, we Americans make movies about that kind of character. Right. Like, you know, go watch The Punisher or something like that. Right. Like, you know, I'm done talking. You can't really threaten me anymore with what what worse could you possibly do to me? It's kind of kind of where where you are. And and uh oh is is my only other instinctive word to go with. Like Yeah. Like you you most Americans Again, like you go to a movie and you watch something like, yeah, like a zombie apocalypse or something. Okay, you've never lived it, and you wouldn't actually want to live it. Um, and like, it's not beyond, and it's a scary thing to say. Like, this can spiral into genocide so quick. Yep. Like, like the Palestinians in Gaza are in trouble, and like, and like the. So this is just me speculating. I pray God I'm wrong. But the row is basically going to be turned off. Do you know what a row is? No. Rules of engagement. Oh. In, in other words, <clears throat> you know, like, this is how far you can go. You are not to fire into these areas, these sort of things, in order to protect civilians. I As mean, you said, it, Gaza it, is the most dense, one of the most densely packed places on Earth. Urban warfare is absolute hell to tell friend from foe. Yep. Like, the... And, and they're going in and, and they aren't necessarily looking for the host. They are again, like I guarantee you, there are going to be all kinds of special forces teams swarm in the area looking for the hostages, but that's not the point of this operation. It's the point of this operation is situation. to wipe out Hamas. I mean, I mean that wipe yeah. them out. Are you involved in Hamas? You're gone. Yeah. Like, like there will be no prisoner exchange kind of thing. And they know who all these people are. They have a good idea of who they are, but again, like it's hard to, again, they aren't going to be like looking at IDs as you're going through houses. Uh, whatever's left of the houses. Cause again, right. like these strikes are reducing this place to rubble. Right. Like, like hundreds, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people easily are going to be dead by the time this, this episode makes air. Now, and, and you can even see it spiral. Like what yeah. if Iran starts Getting doing involved. stuff? And yeah. again, like, you know, you can see how this thing has the potential. And again, like for World War Three, have you noticed like, okay, so Father Stephen's going to take a breath. Do you have any questions? Just one. Go ahead. Just one breath. You might need a couple. <laughs> uh, well, thankfully, I've learned some good breathing techniques. Since no, I mean, here. I just remember, like, uh, you know, when we were yeah. when we were over in Israel for yeah. our pilgrimage mm-hmm. as deacons in 2020, right before you know the COVID nonsense happened. Was this going to be on the horizon? Like, was did like 
COVID stop this from happening early, no. early on? No, no, no. <laughs> or no. was there because 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 remember, uh, I remember yeah. that Iran was starting to make moves in certain directions. How is that connected? How was that time connected to what's happening now? Um, in my opinion, and again, like so, what happened while we were on ground in Israel was was a bunch of our guys got hit. I think we had contractors in in Iraq who were attacked, and I think we even had some American casualties. Okay. Okay. Because, I don't know, again, like, it's amazing how... So we still have a very big embassy in Iraq, and, and we still have a significant presence in Iraq. Um, that's a very important. Um, but that'll be a topic. I, maybe not for another time, but this is the Davis Vault Podcast. But talking sure. about recent things, we've talked about, you know, Afghanistan. We've talked about Ukraine. I guess we're talking about Israel today. Yeah. Um, and... And what? So they killed some of our guys, and then, and then we responded, and there was an airstrike that wiped out forty uh, Iranian special forces team, a forty man uh, Iranian special forces team that was inside of Iraq that that we knew about, and and we knocked them out. So you, you know, you can argue once more about the ethics, but what that boils down to is retaliation, sure, and saying you killed two of my boys, I killed forty of yours, kind of thing, like stop. Right. And again, like this isn't Father Stephen Felicia telling you about like morality. This is just this me is telling you about what happened historically wise. Okay. Right. So then they, they stormed the outer walls of our embassy in, in Iraq. And by that I mean the Iranians stirred up some of their supporters, because uh, because they they had Shia supporters in there to go and cause problems. So they, they pushed back and said, Oh yeah, you can't tell us what to do. Shortly after that, the uh Iran sent the leader of the Al-Quds force. Al-Quds is their special forces. He was visiting Iraq, and he died to a missile strike. Um, and in th that guy, that general, was the best friend of the Ayatollah, which is the equivalent of telling the Ayatollah that, like, I, I will, you know, and again, not, this is just what happened. In diplomatic speak, that's me telling you, I'll kill your best friend, and, and that's how good I am. Kind of thing. Sure. And and then it then they rocketed a base and it all stopped. It, it was sort of their way of saving face, but nobody was seriously hurt. And so the Iranians stopped all all sort of activity like that after that. Okay. Um that's that so what was going on there didn't exactly involve the Palestinians because you were playing a different game. Plus they were more Again, it was more self-focused. It, it was. And there was yeah. it was it was more about us. It was about Iraq. And then there was aspects of even Yemen in that. But okay. the Palestinians were sort of off the table. And well, it's, it's so, um, yeah. you know, this the whole sort of the the Levant is like so interconnected in such weird ways. And mm -hmm. yet and yet a lot of these nations are also looking out for themselves. So well, it's the world, like all politics is local, brother. You're right. And and like and and there is so much. Like, but here's the problem is the whole world at this point has become massively connected. And, right. and so like, how does this, how does this end well? And, and so let me, let me get into, and again, this isn't Father Stephen foretelling the apocalypse or anything, but, but I believe, and I dare say, I have plenty of church support behind this, war is a product of sin. Yeah. And the more sin increases, the worse wars you generally have. Sure. And, and so like, look at what. Like, imagine the amount of sin it takes to cause World War One. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, 30 years later, mankind doesn't repent, and World War Two happens. And, and look at the amount of stuff that happened 
Can you imagine the amount of sin that could, could cause World War II? Sure. Okay. Now consider where we are today and the amount of sin in the world. Hmm. What does World War III look like? Worse. Yeah. And, and so, and then, and then even, and again, this isn't me trying to scare anybody. Again, like you should always be prepared for yourself to die any day, which is why everyone should go make a good confession. Just in general. If Father Stephen doesn't <laughs> say that often, he should. Uh, yeah, right. And then go to Mass. And if you're not baptized, get yourself baptized. The, uh, it, it would be helpful if you believed all this stuff, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, again, right. like, but, yeah. but again, I think there's good reason to be, be Catholic. Um, yep. I kind of staked my life on it. But, but all that being said, um, so when World War II, right before it started, in, I want to say it was 36, the, the Spanish Civil War started. Are you familiar with that? Only vaguely. Okay. You're, um, you're my war history guy. Yeah, I know. I got yeah. a canon law guy. I got a war history guy. I got, <laughs> I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. Yeah. But the, um, so, so Franco's basically a fascist. He's a general. And, and the Soviets are destabilizing Spain. And even though the Nazis are, are mainly focused on themselves, they see they can get some support out of Franco. So there's some German support for him. And the fascists and the socialists start fighting over Spain. Okay. And it's just an absolute hellhole kind of bloodbath for, for like three years leading up. I think it does stop in 39. Um, right in time for another thing. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah. The Germans and the Soviets, and maybe there's some support from, from Western allies in quotes like Britain and France and America, uh, but not a lot. They're testing equipment. They're no. studying how the war is playing out with airplanes, with machine gun tactics, maneuver, even... In Spain, even you mean? In Spain. Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is that might that sort of thing might be happening in Ukraine? Uh, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. <laughs> okay, But whatever. exactly right. Yeah. Again, like, if you... History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Right. And and what you have in Ukraine at this point is, is near-pure warfare. Right. Where... where U.S. equipment's being tested against the latest Russian stuff, for lack of a better term. Right. Like, that, that's what's going up against each other. Right. And, and that's not good. You actually don't need to paint that side of it because they're just going to be glued together unless there's, oh. like, some part that will be showing. Okay. But the, um, but thanks. Yeah. The, um... So, just this side of the thing? No, no, no. Like, on the other side, too. But, like, see oh, here is how... Panels. Oh, like, arm Yeah, panels. see, like, inside there, nobody's going to see that because the piece gets glued together. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so it's fine. Whatever. The, um... But cool. the, um... Uh, Go ahead. So, so again... They're testing like, things. They're know? testing things. And, again, like, and people don't even realize, like, the people fighting on ground, in a manner of speaking, like, like, if history rhymes, if, if, if the same patterns are on display and you can probably find the same thing for world war one. And then you look at it and you say such a little thing starts world war one, the assassination of Franz Ferdinand, but it wasn't a little thing. It was just, it was just one more sin right. that, that completes the horrible, horrible image that's about to occur. You know, it sets off the powder keg. Right. And it was the last straw after a lot of different things had happened. Probably. Right, right, right. Imagine. And so now I look at this and I look at Israel now in this light of, I'm seeing things that are like, this is, this doesn't add up to anything good. Right. Like the scale of violence and stuff that's going to hit Gaza. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe Israel shows incredible tactical acumen, but I know from my own personal experience that when you are on ground, you lose control quick. 
and you and you really have to be knuckling down and, and that doesn't guarantee certainty or anything like that and sure. now multiply that by a million and that's right. going to be gaza right and 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 they're so densely packed in there right that so, it's so a imagine, lot of casualties imagine already look at what sin has done already you know look at the murders look at the rapes look at the torture look at all of that that and that came from from sins and now this and what's the next thing and like i i just keep coming back to it just brother. revenge like oh yeah. on a on, like cold fury like yeah like who leaves gaza at the end of the day kind of thing and what's left of gaza it's going to be a tent city if there's any city at all right and and what is like like the sin is spiraling out of control and blood cries to heaven and and like where does that leave us like the world doesn't well again the world doesn't know how to stop and and that's that's been the history of the world since the world's been the um it needs jesus christ and now let me let me switch into christianity after this wonderful lesson um is <laughs> is yeah. is like can you imagine if if the people who were hamas militants were practicing Catholics, mm. this wouldn't have happened kind of thing. And, and that's a weird thing to say. And you, you, people would scoff mm. and say, oh, you can't plan for that. But no, people, seriously, people, think people, about people that. People might pull up a Guy, a Guy Fox image and just say, look, he was Catholic. And, right, 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 right. But, but he no. was a terrorist. You but, know? But, but sure. But, but think but about he, think about being a practicing Catholic who who has been taught to love your neighbor. Right. And, and to strive for perfection and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah. It's it's not like there hasn't been opportunities for peace in the past, and it's it's not like you aren't called to suffer, and 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 I return to it like like what 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 where do your actions stem from? They stem from your heart, like they stem they stem from who you are, and and what what you've been letting brew in your heart is what's been turning into your thoughts, the things you visualize and the things you talk about, the things you analyze and think about. And then those thoughts become actions. And before you know it, you're killing women and children and you're machine gunning a bunch of kids who are at a music festival. Right. Machine gunning them. Okay. And and you're doing that in some weird worldview, knowing full well that what could happen tomorrow is your whole family and your friends could be turned to dust because rockets can rain right back at you and you got no defense. Right. Okay. Like, you're lost soul. True. You're bad. You're in a bad place. Okay. And you can talk about the IRA and stuff like that. Like people are people. Um, in IRA, I'm, I'm referencing the uh, the uh, Irish Republican Army yeah. uh, in Ireland and, and and their bombing campaign against the British. Right. And considered terrorists. Well, and, and again, like mind you, they they've kind of gotten out of that business after 9/11. That was kind of a smart call on that part. Yeah. But the um, but like there it is. Is is this can be so ugly, and and the the mindset of of the west the which which has to be christian at its heart is what can lead us out of this but but hamas isn't catholic and they aren't thinking like that and you can argue about islam and stuff like that that's not the point of what i'm saying right. like the point of what i'm saying is is like what what they need is jesus christ right now right. and and that's what everybody needs right now like the world doesn't get this mad you know ukraine doesn't get invaded and stuff like that if 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 catholicism is actually being practiced kind of thing sure and frankly i mean like 
this is this is showing sort of where the corruption has come even into like some orthodox circles too because mm. technically the, the the religion of Russia is orthodoxy, the orthodoxy. Yes, orthodoxy. I mean you should be you should have that same that same christian attitude at least the orthodox sort of have that as a root they they should anyway and it's clear that there's uh, the corruption there Again, it's, so, it's lived Christianity is, is the secret, not just right, being Christian. Right, 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 Not just going through well, the motions. The, this is one of those things, though. It's sort of like, um, you know, when you talk to somebody who has broken the rules and it's like, well, you had all the access to the rules and you didn't, you didn't learn them for yourself because it was, it's willful, willful, culpable ignorance, right? Right. Um, that's the, that's the term of the day, but, um, yeah. Well, it takes me to then, I mean, it takes me to, to, okay, so like, so they're not Christian, they're not Catholics. Israel is is on the warpath and and really upset about the absolute abominable massacre that that was but, handed to them. But I think I think one of the bigger issues that might be it's like okay, you know, what does this have to do with me? Like oh um, oh, I got an opinion on that. Well, that's ahead. that's the question. Like you know, obviously this is maybe not obviously to some, but like this doesn't just stay in in between like Israel and Palestine. Well, I mean, or so Gaza or whatever. So like from the immediate material standpoint. Like, when I mention World War Three, like, that's how it affects you. World yeah. War. Like, I here I am painting miniatures with my buddy, going to class, learning about how to be healthy, and all that's important and good and fine. Praise God. But, but, like, tomorrow, they might be drafting kids. Right. And how does that affect us? Like, that's not business as usual kind no. of thing. Right. And, again, I'm not saying that's what I expect, but I'm saying, like, like that's the kind of world you, you have always lived in, whether you've realized it or not. And, and okay, so, so that's how it affects you. But, but on a spiritual level, sin, it's not just the sins of the Israelis. It's not just the sins of the Palestinians. It's not just the sins of the Ukrainians and the Russians. It's you and me too. Yeah. Like they would strip women naked and then parade them around Gaza after they caught them after the initial invasion. By the way, that happened, um, the feast of our lady of the rosary. Yeah. And and like, and how often, and this is the thing, like, again, I know we've talked about pornography before on this show. Like, how often do, do our own American citizens just casually strip women naked and watch it in the privacy of their own home? And maybe their kids are asleep in the next room. Right. Like, that's how you've affected this. Right. Like, like that, the sin speaks to the sinner's heart kind of thing. Like, like the demon is not located, is not bound by, by borders. Right. Like. And it's all interconnecting. Like, this is all boiling over, my brothers and sisters. Your sin and mine and everybody else's. Like, like I return to it. So, so they're not going to convert, per se. Like, I'm not planning on that. We're not sending in missionaries. Um, again, but you, but you got 1,700 Catholics right now hiding out in the one parish that's in Gaza, praying. And maybe they're going to be martyrs tomorrow. Did you ever right. think about that? Like, right. it's like the people who die die in Nagasaki um, when that anabomb goes off because that's where the majority Christians are in Japan yeah. and that city goes up in flames. Like, like, what are you doing right now to make the world a better place? And I don't mean some sort of social justice action, by the way, like feed the poor and, and, and clothe the naked and stuff. I'm not knocking that. Well, this but, is something that Jordan Peterson leans on a lot. What? Well, he talks about, like, um, you want to make the world a better place? You know, like, make your bed. 
Right. Love, love your family. Right. You know, like it, it's got to start small. It's got to start where you are because you can't actually physically. All politics physically, is local. Yeah, all politics is local. Well, and, and charity begins at home. Like right. if you desire a more charitable world, then guess what you need to do? Well, and then, and then there's the, obviously the very, this is why I say Reverend Peterson is so Catholic. There's the Catholic component of that, of like your prayers interconnect into this, your sanctity and your holiness interconnect into this. Yeah. It's not an accident that this started on the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Victory. Right. Like, and I don't mean because like Israel's supposed to now like smash Gaza off the face of the earth. I mean, from the standpoint of... She's calling you to action. Exactly. Like, you guys, my brother and sister Catholics out there, and any any person of goodwill who believes in God can pray. And I recommend everyone pick up their rosary. I don't even care if you're baptized or not. Go get a rosary and pray it. And let the lady do something with you and with the prayers. Like... Yeah. Like, this. That, that's how important... Go contemplate the divine mysteries. Right. Like, you know? who are you? Where are you in this... And beg somebody who can do something to help us. Like the saints are just waiting to be asked. Is my has always been my my as soon as I, I really began developing in my faith. Like I get so much done by begging the Blessed Mother mm-hmm. for for favors, and by I get it done, I mean she gets it done. Right. Like it's unreal how good she is to us. And and what did you think Fatima was about? She weeps. She weeps for us. And, well, and she shows us the way. Like her entire mission is to show us the way to way to her son, and that's not just a a pious statement. Like, what does it mean to follow Christ? Mm. Are you actually doing the things that he told you to do? Like, uh, I mean, gosh, I'm speaking as I'm seeking I'm speaking as a fellow sinner. Like, right. I know very well that there are times when I do not very well follow what he's telling telling me to do, and um, and that's something that I need to change. And and with you know with Our Lady's help, with my patron saints' help, these things are needed. With my guardian angel, all the rest. Right there, it is. Is like brothers and sisters. Like, have you considered if you just prayed every day? If you said a single Hail Mary, two Hail Marys, say for an Israeli and a Palestinian who would die today. Yeah. Like how much good you would do? How much good you would call down from heaven? Like that's. That's as serious as Catholicism gets, is that's what we actually believe. Right. Like, you can watch the news all day and lament it, and or, or get angry by it, and I understand all of those emotions and stuff, but, but, but if that's day, where you are, yeah. then you're not serving God, you're playing into the devil's hands. Right. And, yeah, and all, the only thing right now that will stem this conflagration, I am I'm positive, is, is legitimate prayer, because... Because again, and, and understandably, like the people in charge aren't aren't really inter- as of today aren't really interested in, in, in finding a way to de-escalate because nope. because they're human beings like you and me. And they're can com- you imagine if somebody burned your family alive, what you would turn into? And and mind you, like imagine whatever it was that turned those Palestinians into what they are. Which again is not justifying it, which is not saying this is okay and that there can't be any kind of response. There needs to be a massive response. Hamas needs to be gone. But but like look at where we are and look at what is becoming of us. Right. Um so yeah. Like that's Israel, man. That's that's what I'm seeing. That's that's the Palestinian territories today. That's Gaza today. And again, like who knows what it'll be when this episode drops. But I'll be praying. Um because I I one what else is there to do? But then on, on top of it, there's nothing greater that I can do than pray for, for what's happening right now. Right. I used to think, 
I think I've told you this before, but I used to think, no, it came up in class once. I used to think that you could kill your way out of problems. I really <laughs> did. Like, there were just bad people in the world, and if they were dead, um, the problem would go away, more or less, kind of thing. Well, all you do is create more. Well, it's it's even, it's it's just, it's you're at the wrong, you, you've misappropriated the enemy. Right. Like, you think it's that person, but it's the spirit of evil. Yep. And, and you could. and powers are what we fight. Exactly. You could be opening yourself up to the enemy as you do that. And I, I came to that conclusion, was was that if the hearts and the minds, and that was sort of a buzzword back in the day in the army, didn't change, um, you weren't doing anything uh, except maybe even contributing to more problems. Mm -hmm. And and I I don't know. I, I, I have to sort of live with that and think about that a lot. But, but now I know. And that's not Father Stephen calling for the disbanding of the army or anything like that. Don't misunderstand. But right. the um, it's not as easy as just sheer pacifism, right? Oh, oh, dear Lord, I no. ideological. No. You I, know. I think I said better, better a good war than a bad peace, right? The um, but but it's but there it is. It's like if you get lost in the military industrial complexes, all this is about is me being able to kill people and not go to jail and getting a paycheck and and you still being able to order stuff off of Amazon. You know, back in the day, I used to just go to shopping malls, but. The um, but like if that's what this is about, like then I I should have never defended you, um, mm. in in Afghanistan. I never should have. Mm. Like you you missed the point. And what what Colby had a great line. He told one of the Nazis. Um, he said you you misunderstand. He said you think you can build something out of hate, and he says the only thing you can build off of is life. The only thing you can build off of is the good. Well, Fulton Sheen, can you build anything down? You cannot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Love Sheen. Sheen is brilliant. So, no. Um, yeah, that's where I am with that today, my brothers and sisters. Um, I am praying very much. And, like, I keep looking to Our Lady. I keep looking to my rosary. Like, when was the last time you prayed? You were, we were called on to pray the rosary daily at Fatima. And, and among a few other things, too. But that's huge. Like, like we oftentimes think, and, and, and again, like it speaks so much to our weakness of the fact that, like, well, what's in it for me kind of thing. And I, I mean, no insult. Like, we all have, have proper prayer intentions, which are needed to be prayed for ourselves. But, like, setting aside even just, like, that concern for your own well-being and stuff like that, like, consider... Consider the neighbor that you could be contributing to consider the effectiveness of, of saving a soul who is going to die somewhere in a battlefield that you, you haven't seen. And, and that please God, you'll never see, but right. And but that, like, but I, I return to it. Like the world is very interconnected right now. And again, father, Stephen, Felicia spelling out world war three, um, as he sees potential, even if he doesn't necessarily claim likelihood or anything, but the potential is obviously there. Again, nobody thought... And that shouldn't be the takeaway of this episode, by the way. It shouldn't be. Father Stephen said we're going to have World War III. It's, right. it's that you should pray your rosary no matter right. what the situation was. Exactly. And, and, and love your enemies. You and know? love your enemies. And, and, and like, there it is, is the reason why we, we react so poorly, the reason why we let our guard down, the reason why 
why sin is allowed to, to metastasize to the point where, where it explodes in a, in a way that only an ugly tumor or an aneurysm does right. is because we stop connecting to God. Yeah. We've let it. Right. Our right. source of health has gone away, or rather we've shoot it away. And yeah. And that's it. This is, this is how it happens. This is the natural outcome. That's what you said. It, it's people think people get these funny ideas in their head. Like, well, of course the business will never do anything that would hurt the business because that would mean not making money, but people do it all the time in the name of making money. Yes. Really what the business is supposed to do is, is provide the product. And then, then, then seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added onto you. And it, it applies to economics, it applies to politics. You yourself said, why would they do that? Wouldn't they see that the repercussions could be absolutely horrific? And the answer is, yeah, but who cares? Or no, I'm really that angry. Yeah. And <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are other things that drive human beings to the actions that they take other than just economic welfare. Right. The and, evil uh, that I, I know I should not do, I do. Yeah. And That's straight from St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And there it is. And here we are. I know the thing that I ought not do, but I do it anyway. That's just called sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. And, and so that's any other questions, brother? No, I think that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, well okay. again, like pray, and again, like we, there might be an episode later as as we deal with the aftermath of this, because again, like the interesting thing is is yeah, it won't be short whatever is about to happen, but but because Gaza is so small, it won't be overly long. Like you're not looking at right. at like a two year long operation. This whole thing will be done probably in months, at least at this beginning stage of it, and and then. And then the world is different. Like, that's the other side of this, too, my brothers and sisters. Like, like this will change the world. Yeah. Um, it, it, what Netanyahu, I think, has said also, or someone close to him said, was we are looking to create a new reality in the Middle East with this operation. Wow. Oh, okay. That's... That's something. That is... That's uh, not nothing when you say something like that. I mean, that's the kind of thing where Trump says we will have a disproportionate response. Right, right, right. That was... That was... That was what he said back in 2020 when yep. we were uh, when we were in Israel. As he said, next time you hit us, he said, my response will be disproportionate to what you what you did, and that's an interesting thing to say. Yes, it is. Well, I think with that that uh, drive um, to pray, that uh, um, sort of call to prayer that's been given by you for our people who are listening. Why don't you, since you have a, you have a better vocabulary for the whole situation anyway, would you um, lead us out of this episode in a, in a prayer for, uh, for people who are listening and, and for, you know, with the intention of those who are fighting in this conflict and for all of the evils and, and all the hurts and all of the, you know, burdens of, you know, the people who live in Israel and Palestine and Gaza and, all the rest of it. <laughs> I will give you the, the simplest, best prayer I know for this situation. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father Stephen, thanks for leading us through that. Um, Please, God, may have been for somebody's benefit. Yeah, and so we can come to a greater knowledge of the truth and therefore a greater love of God. Um, yeah, this has been the Day Useful Podcast. Uh, my name is Father Dan Kale. I'm Father Stephen Felicia. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and email us at dayusefulpodcast.gmail.com. Pray for Israel and Gaza. Pray for Palestine. Pray for peace in the world. 
And um, may we all become saints. God bless you, and as always, stay as full. Well.